and we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of, well, The Blind View. Um, today, Tamara is joining me, and we have a few um, topics that we're going to be talking about. But this is a special episode. This episode is being shot literally from my home. Juno Marks is on site here today using our Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi is down at his house. So it's pretty cool, guys. So Gio's right here on site. Um, and so we're going to get started. And our first topic that we're going to be talking about is what happened this last Sunday. And this last Sunday was the 21st anniversary of September 11th when our country was attacked. Um, and it, it was one of those days when everybody will always remember where they were on that day and when they found out, right? Um, people who were alive. And I was alive back then. And, and so I'm going to talk about what it meant to me back then and what it's meant to me over the years since, right? And and talk about how, what it's done with our country and how it's changed our world and stuff, right? And I wanted to hear from Tamara about that too. And if you guys are watching, I invite you to put your comments in the in the window, right? Because if you're watching while we're doing this live, Gina will read your comments out loud and we can discuss them as well so you can be part of the conversation, okay? Um, and if you, if you watch us afterwards, feel free to comment. Because I go on afterwards, I look at the comments from time to time, and I, I you know, respond to people and stuff. And I really, you know, enjoy interacting with my viewers. So I just invite you guys to participate. Um, and so, hold on. I got to um, sh shut this off for Rebecca, here's a reminder. Paul St. Joseph. Hello, can you yep. hear me and see me? Okay, I'm sorry guys, I don't know what got me kicked out. I was trying to stop my phone. I think I had, I think it was my Westminster Chimes app that was interfering and anyway, I got kicked out while I was trying to stop it. How is everybody? So we're gonna go ahead and continue. Are you with me, Tamar? Yes, I'm, I'm here, yep. Okay, so as I was saying, ladies and gentlemen, this last Sunday was the 21st anniversary of September 11th when our country was attacked by um, some extremists from across the across the ocean. Um, and um, um, our country has changed a lot since then. I want to talk to our viewers about what our country was like before that, because I remember what America was like before that day. And so I want to talk to our viewers about what America's the promise of America was and it still is because people don't understand anymore what the promise of America is. 
Um, before September 11th, we grew up knowing that if we went to school and studied, right, if we were obedient to our teachers and did our work, and if we, we, if we were um, farm children like a lot of our, my friends were, if, if they worked hard and helped out their parents on the farm, right, we knew that we would grow up and be able to be happy, healthy, successful people, right? And it was just like taken for granted. I know I took it for granted growing up until until I was 12 years old and my situation completely changed, right? But I've had many years to adjust to that change and a lot of people are going through these dramatic changes very recently. And so I, I think I have a lot of wisdom to share with people about how to how to deal with these massive changes in their lives, their own personal lives, and and in their communities and in their world, right? Because you guys, like, think about it. my whole life changed when I was 12 years old, and I had to come to grips mm -hmm. with it on my own. And it's very serious. And I'm really worried about these young people right now, how many of them are, are just like floating out there and who really need help. Because like I was watching the news today and I've known this is going on, but the, the, like, the mental health crisis here in America is really, really out of hand. And, and the mental health crisis causes a lot more crime, right? Which causes a lot more of everything. So I think we really need to start thinking about the mental health crisis here in America and start reaching out to people, especially our loved ones and the people that we know that we're close to, right? And, and making sure that they're all doing okay. Um, and, and, um, but so how are you though, Tamara? Do you have anything to say about September 11th? Um, I do. Um, so I remember that day, um, I was basically, uh, living in Palestine. Um, I, it was the time I was walking back from school. Uh, um, it was 2 p.m., uh, walking back, and all of a sudden I stopped. I turned my head. I was um, that time I had vision. I um, I was uh, I was seven years old. Uh -huh. I turned I turned my face looking at the um, the store. Um, that store had a te television, and all of a sudden I saw the first building collapsing i was like oh my god what is that um, did you recognize it as the world trade centers at the time no i did not oh. i did not and then i at the time i um realized um i had a uh, a backpack that was rolling um and i basically ran home to basically go and you know um discover what happened and you know i you know discovered that you know a second after the second building collapsed as well and i was like oh my god what just happened and um then i basically realized uh it was you know uh the towers um and from from there it was you know the beginning to 
um, something bigger. Um, and, Do you want to discuss the something bigger? Uh, yes. Um, it was basically, um, you know, um, you know, Osama bin Laden. Um, it was basically, you know, the, the um, oh, the hunt for the terrorists and stuff. Is, is that what you're referring to? Correct. Um, yes. And then, uh, you know, linking it to, um, you know, they did uh, basically, you know, back home, we did have um, also. Uh, in, in Palestine, I'm sorry, Tamara, in Palestine, yes. do they have free and open media like we're yes. supposed to have here in the United States? Or is it pretty like. Oh, so it is free and open, good. So no, they they do have some um, some you know. Um, That's the, some state controlled as well. Correct, correct. Uh, okay. So they did link it to those as well. So mm -hmm. we were a bit afraid because um, we were Christians, so we were afraid as well. Does it make sense? Uh -huh. um, yeah. So we were a bit. Um, you can call it. Um, targeted, you can say. Um, mm -hmm. um, so, you know. Um, so, um, I'll tell my story about where I was, and then let we could talk about how our feelings and stuff have changed over mm -hmm. these two, 21 years, okay? Because yep. my feelings have definitely changed. So, on September 11th, 2001, I was 24 years old. I was newly married. I was pregnant with my first child. And I was daydreaming about having a little girl with pigtails. I didn't know yet that my I was carrying a boy. So I daydreamed about a little girl with pigtails. And then I was sitting at my CCTV reading. I, I, I'm a, I've been a bookworm my whole life. And so I was sitting there reading like I did often in our living room. And my husband at the time, he sat down in the living room and he grabbed the remote and turned on TV, turned on Fox News. Like, I mean, we always watched Fox News. And he said um, something like, oh, my God. And he told me what he was seeing. And I, you guys, back then, I didn't even know what the World Trade Centers was. Mm -hmm. I was very, very inexperienced. Very, I mean, I was well read, but mostly on fiction stuff. I hadn't, I didn't know how to get access to the news and to to uh, current events and stuff to the degree I know now, right? And so I always got, I guess, outdated information back then. But um, but when September 11th happened, it's like I, it, I was, like I said, 24 years old and pregnant with my first child, and it really scared me. At first, I thought, oh my God, is our country going to be occupied by terrorists? Is this child I'm carrying? going to grow up in a horrible life where he or she will be raped and abused and and treated wrongly treated as a slave or less than human right by by uh people who would be occupying us i really didn't know because i'm an american and i mean i've always been smart but i have to be honest i was quite oblivious growing up i really mm -hmm. never could have imagined somebody attacking us on our home soil like what happened to us on September 11th. So that was a rude awakening for me. And and as for many people, 
but um, I just feel like my perspective is a little different because I was, at the time September 11th happened, I was newly locked under a guardianship as well. So I was already fighting the battle of overcoming the brain injury and the blindness. And then also this new guardianship that I had just recently been locked under. And, and then I got married and I was pregnant. And then September 11th happened. And after all of these amazing things happening, these big momentous events, and then September 11th happened, I thought, oh my God, what is going on in this world, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 then, and so like I said, and I was like newly pregnant. And so that's what it was like for me back then. And then I had my baby, right? And of course, once you have your baby, it's even different than being pregnant. Because when you're pregnant, you bond with your baby. But once you have that baby in your arms, and you know you have this other human being you have to protect, right? And you know you have this other human being that you owe you owe a future to this child. So it's your responsibility to be a good person and try to change your, you know, try to make America better. Try to make our, our education system better. Try to make our healthcare system better. Try to make our social services better. Try to make our crime, you know, better. Try to, I want to make everything better for the future of my children and my grandchildren. You know what I mean? As we all do. But, but it just it's like when september 11th happened i guess it really helped focus my attention on that right and i think it attempts to focus many of our attention on that for a long time but i think many people got weary of it and wandered off and now look what's going on in our country people i, I think people are so scattered and i think people need to come back together and focus on recovering because america mm -hmm. is still recovering from september 11th we have you know so much has happened to our country since september 11th i remember when when it started with the i mean i i remember a time when when we didn't have tsa at the airports like we do now i mean we always had metal detectors right to go to the airport but we didn't have the stuff we have now and and so and I remember when this started, and I remember it was supposed to be temporary, right? Here right. it is 21 years later. Look where we're at, you guys. Right. And, and so they've trained us to accept that that our privacy rights will be violated every time we go to the airport, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a woman. Do you know how many times I've been fondled at the airport? It, it disgusts me, right? Mm -hmm. but, but, but I... I hate to say this, I, I'm not going to say it, but in a way, I just realized it might happen when I go to TSA, right? And it makes me angry that as an American, I have to accept this as a new norm or a new reality, right? And, 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 and this isn't the only new norm and part of this new reality that they've been, you know, tricking us and I say tricking us into over the last 21 years, you guys, because it's not normal for, for all of this stuff to be going on. And it's not normal for, for this, for it's not normal for inflation to be so out of control like this. And it's not normal for, for to let, it's not normal to just open your borders up and let millions of people come across your border and let them sign up for social services on the at the cost of the taxpayers who have lived in that country their whole lives and who paid paid their blood, sweat, tears, and money to build that country. And, and I just see so many things that the Biden administration is doing. I see these things not just chipping away at the heritage of our country, but 
but they've taken a wrecking ball to the heritage of our country, you guys. And, and, and not, only, not only this stuff I'm talking about here, but, but what they've been doing to our statues and our flags. And yes, in this country, we have the right to burn flags and we have the right to knock down statues, but damn it, we also have a right to show respect. And, and those of us who want to show respect, those of us who love our country, we're being drowned out, we're being silenced, we're being threatened at gunpoint. And it's wrong. We all have the right to, to freedom of expression here in this country and stuff. And, and I'm just getting really sick of, of the double standards and, and the fact that not all of us are being given the same constitutional rights in this country. All, a lot of us have our, our rights are being violated. We're being flat out told, no, you are not entitled to, to do A, B, or C, right? Because of A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of being told that because of irrelevant things that I can't do A, B, or C. And so, you know what, you guys? I have never let these irrelevant um, outside issues stop me from doing A, B, or C in my life. I just went and did A, B, or C. And I really hope that I can help other people understand how to do it in their own lives because you can go do A, B, or C, whatever you want to, to do what, you know, to make yourself a stronger, better person, you can go do it. And I don't care what your teachers are telling you. I don't care what your coaches are telling you. I don't care what a bunch of effing doctors and lawyers are telling you. If you want to do it bad enough, you can do it. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair. You can achieve whatever you want in this country. It just takes initiative and drive and passion. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and so I, and I, I, I'm getting tired of listening to all the negativity. So I want to spew more positivity and more truth to my people because this is the way we're gonna build our, our country back up. This is how I built myself back up and I had a lot to recover from. And, and look at me now. Um, so anyway, I'm just trying to, to share this with you guys and, and please check out my books. Um, I just released Metamorphosis last year and it's mm -hmm. really getting a lot of good reviews. Um, and I'm about to release my next book, Still Busy Steering. Um, yep. But go ahead, Tamara, do you have anything you want to say? I'm sorry, I talk a lot. No, um, I, I applaud what you said and I just want to say that, um, uh, you know, I I really want to um, uh, you know just back up what you mentioned and um, you know um, you know um, and say that um, again like. Um, what you said is on point and um and you know um basically um you know um you just need to work on yourself and um achieve uh, the impossible um that's that, that's it you know um so so here here's something i've been writing about in my books um mm -hmm. about it's about having perspective right 
if you have the proper perspective, even if you're blind, you can see your future and you can go after that future. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, it just fascinates me that as blind people, some of us have so much more vision than a lot of these sighted people wandering around out there. And, and so that's one of the things I'm trying to do with my viewers is trying to get them to think about their situations and their lives from a different perspective, because there's so much more you can do if you can figure out how to do that, you know? Um, True. Yeah. Um, you know, just having a, uh, a vision um, mm-hmm. and work towards it uh, is the best thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, being ambitious, and um you know um and achieving that uh, that dream you know mm-hmm. um uh, and um having a goal to work towards it and um and you know if 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 that um and um and never give up. So if 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 that goal doesn't work, keep uh, working towards it. And not, you know, if um, if that doesn't work, keep going and going and going. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I know to you know if if that um, you know, uh, um, I mean, um, I know like. Um, in the, in the process, you know, it's going to, it's, there's going to be challenges um, and um, and difficulties. Um, so, you know, you just need to uh, to keep your head up and uh, persevere. So, that's all I have. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Anyway, um, let's take a quick commercial break, okay? Please stay awesome. with us, ladies and gentlemen. Hey everybody, I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download, Audible, or Amazon print on demand, or on Audible. You can get my first book, Because You're Blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body, and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame a lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences, but I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. Okay. 
Thank you for staying with us during the commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. And now we're going to talk about um, this other topic um, and just the stuff that's going on with this other topic. And that this other topic is the passing of uh, Elizabeth the Great uh, recently. Um, that is Queen Elizabeth. I think it was Queen Elizabeth. Was it the second? That was her former title, I believe. Um, she passed on, but so over the last several days, they've been having a lot of ceremonies and stuff in Great Britain, and I believe in Scotland as well. Um, Scotland, is that where, she, yeah, I think that's where she was um, buried at, um, to commemorate, you know, the Queen's life and her legacy and her passing and stuff. And during this time, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Fox News, and I've been watching a lot of NBC News, too. Um, so um in both both places they're talking a lot about the what's going on over there so i've been seeing a lot of footage of them talking about um prince william and prince harry reuniting after a long time and and they're, they're talking about um kate middleton and Meghan markle as well and i don't know if you guys are following these royals but they're fascinating i've always been fascinated by the royals like i love mm -hmm. princess diana i i mean I'm sure Kam Kam Princess, or what is her name? K Kamala, or Camilla, Camilla, I think. Camilla, yeah, the King Charles's wife's name. Um, I'm sure she's a fine person, um, but I, I will always love Princess Diana. I was a big fan of Princess Diana's. And, and um, I was, you know, it was like the world, it was horrible when she died. But, but I've always been fascinated by the whole royal family, right? And, mm -hmm. and so I've been watching a lot of news um, in the last week or so about what's been going on. And it's just really fascinating watching the coverage about Prince William and Prince Harry, you know, reuniting again after so long and, and some of the things they're doing together um, that shows the, it shows their strength as brothers and strength as royals, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's really fascinating too, because Meghan Markle, Harry's wife is an American movie star, I believe, and Kate Middleton, um, William's wife, wasn't she, she wasn't actually from royal blood either, was she? Wasn't she from somewhere else? Maybe she wasn't American too, perhaps. I don't even remember, but, but it's just really um, kind of interesting to see how these younger royals, how their marriages are going and their relationships um, compared to their older royals. And, and it's interesting how, I don't know, I guess, um, I, I, I think I compare them to myself and the way I think, right? And, and the way people in our ge generation think here, right? Like, I, I think I'm about the same age as, as Harry and William, right? So when I think about what they're doing with their wives, I think about what I did with my husband, right? And, and what we did with our friends, right? And I think about them doing those sorts of things. And I don't know if I can really, you know, picture it, but I'm assuming these people aren't just stuck up royals, right? They must be people who can have conversations and have, who can laugh together and share, spend quality time together, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so anyway, but I, I guess I guess one way one place I'm going with this is in the coming years it's gonna be so exciting, I think, to watch as as King Charles, you know, carries on. Hopefully he'll carry on in his mother's legacy because she she was I mean, people of Great Britain just loved her, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And hopefully King Charles will be the kind of king that the people can love as well. And hopefully he'll never do anything to hurt the people or be a tyrant. Um, and, and hopefully his, his sons will follow in his steps, William and Harry. So, um, but anyway, it's going to be really fascinating watching these royals as, as time goes on. I just remember growing up and, like I said, seeing what was going on with Princess Diana and Prince Charles back then and all the tragedies that happened and stuff. Um, but I pray a lot for the royals, and I, I'm going to start praying, I think, that that the drama leaves their lives. Like, I, like at one point, I used to live a totally boring life when I was a kid, right? And then one morning, I woke up in the hospital, and I had a whole lot of drama in my life for a long time. And it was horrible having all that drama in my life. Like, I, I remember thinking, God, when am I ever going to be able to get rid of all this drama, right? And when I when mm-hmm. I got out of that guardianship was when all that drama finally went away, like overnight, and it was like this huge breath of fresh air. And I suspect for these royals, it's a lot the same way, being drowned in the spotlight and chased by what are the what are those people called? The ones that chased down Princess Diana, right? The the reporters. I don't remember what they called them when they chased down Princess Diana that day, but but I'm talking about the reporters and the media, right? That stalk these these people and stuff, right? Like I just hope that that these these royals will be able to live a life in the public eye where they'll be able to to you know maybe make differences, hopefully good differences in the world. But I I hope they'll also be able to live somewhat of a private life where they'll feel like they have some privacy and they don't have the media hounding them all the time and stuff, right? Like they should be able to have a, a working life and a private life, right? Does that yep. make sense? It um, does. Yes. And, and because these people are just like me, I, I really think like Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle, they probably have a lot of the same interests and desires and plans in life that I have, right? They're just, I think they're in their, well, maybe they're in their 30s or 40s, right? But my point is, these are human beings just like me, so they probably have the same hopes and dreams. So yeah, I'm actually praying for the royals that their their lives will just become normal like that, and and so they'll be able to separate their business life from their private life, and that the media and the world will also let them separate their business life from their private life. Um. So. Um. Uh, Gino, was there anything else we were going to talk about? Gino has the list. I think. Um, was there anything you wanted to talk about, Tamara, that I haven't already talked about? Um, trying to think. Mm. Did you talk about the airlines? Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. So, guys, they've been talking about how the airlines are opening back up and people are traveling more, and that's really great. But because mm-hmm. of that, that means everything's opening back up, right? Hotels and restaurants. And so mm-hmm. everybody should be thinking about getting back out there and getting back to a normal life, right? This yep. is something I've been preaching about for a few years now here on my channel. And, and it's just been evolving and becoming more of a reality all along. And and so if you are not already out there, get out there and go live your life. If you're still nervous, wear a mask, right? You can wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And if you want, go get a vaccine. You can get a vaccine. You have that right, right? Yeah. But the point is get out there and live your life and, and be happy and be productive. And, and don't don't let fear hold you back. So nope. um, um anyway, so Tamar, mm-hmm. I know that I know that you got the COVID at the 
at the convention in July. Yep. Are you planning on going to the convention next year, even though so much uh, going on with this convention? No, I am. Yes. Uh, it's going to be in Houston. Yes, I am. Yep. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I definitely plan on going too. I, I yeah. guess I always risk my life. <laughs> um, but, well, but you know what, though, ladies and gentlemen, when I first went blind, I was terrified to take even two steps, right? Because when you can't mm -hmm. see the ground in front of you and you don't know where you're at, you don't know if you're going to tumble down a flight of stairs or a mountainside or mm -hmm. what, right? Yeah. And so, so it was. And it was only when I started getting cane training and stuff, right? Years mm -hmm. later, it took eight years, eight years, you guys, between the time I went blind and the time I was finally given cane training. It took eight years before they finally gave me cane training and they gave me, finally gave me the TBI rehab training, right? But at the same time, they took all my rights and property away from me. So it was a really screw up deal. But anyway, that's in the past now. Mm -hmm. And today's a new day. Yep. And just like all that's true for me, all of that is also true for our country. And um, yep. and better days lay ahead for all of us, you guys. President Trump is running for president in 2024. Woohoo! Right? Yep. Yep. So, and, and um, but listen, if President Trump isn't the end all, President Trump, and this is something else I'm writing about in the book I'm about to publish, President Trump awakened the patriot spirit in millions of Americans, you guys. And we're the ones who have to carry the standard forward, right? We're the ones who have to continue to force the fact that our constitutional rights need to be protected, that, that they have to stop, that these socialists have to stop all this stuff, right? We have to get our country back. Um, but, but it all starts with enforcing our constitutional rights. And it just made me sick during this quarantine, the way so many people were willing to just lay down their constitutional rights because their freaking governors or mayors told them to, or because somebody on the TV terrified them and told them that some scary disease was gonna come and get them, right? I mean, it's been really ridiculous watching all of these uh, like ostriches, they act like ostriches. And, and I, I mean, I've dealt with these kinds of ostriches in my life before. These people who don't use their brains to think with common sense, they just are told something and they run and hide for fear of the future. And they, it's like they can't come to terms with the future in order to face it head on and deal with it. All they can do is run and hide. And, and you guys, we have to be the people who are able to face, face our challenges head on and, 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 and like, you know, step forward bravely and, and defeat those challenges and overcome those things and build new things in this country and stuff, right? This is how we're going to overcome. We have to stop letting these, lead, letting our politicians and our media instill fear in us. Um, we have to, you know, we're, we have to rely on our instincts to some level, guys, okay? Like, I was raised to rely, I was taught to rely on my instincts as well as my intellect growing up, right? And I've used all of these things to help me survive in this life. But, but the last few years, I've seen a lot of my fellow Americans do some really stupid stuff out of fear and anxiety and, and stupid stuff like that, right? And so... I think now that we're past all of that, those of us who are still here, 
there's a valuable lesson we can learn here, a lesson that can make all of us stronger. And and so I hope you guys are listening to what I'm saying here. And and don't I'm not trying to shame you if you've gotten these vaccines, right? And if you plan on getting more, I'm not trying to shame you, but I'm just saying please try to start thinking about taking care of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're really going to rely on these politicians and these doctors and these these uh, media to tell you what to do, you're really screwed. And, and look at the condition of our country right now. It's A lot of people are saying we are screwed, but I don't think we are. I think we can turn this around and can recover from this. Um, but I think a lot of people should be angry about what's been done to us the last few years. I'm angry. Just like I was angry that that what those lawyers and those doctors and my parents did to me all those years. But guys, I recovered from it and I've been getting even with them by writing. I'm about to publish my first book and you guys can do the same. You guys can recover from all this bullshit that's been done to you and your families the last few years and you can get even with them with them too. And the way you will get even with them is by turning it around and becoming successful here in America. That's what we can do here in America, right? People have been coming to America for hundreds of years because we have that promise of new beginnings, right? Well, if you've lost everything, am I still alive? Because, oh, I, I think I am. <laughs> anyway, let me think where I was for a minute here. Um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, my, 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 voiceover talked to me in my ears and it said something about YouTube. So I thought we got disconnected for a minute or something. Um, oh, shit. What was I talking about? Um, anyway, guys. Um, so all of this, though, what I'm talking about here, it all goes back to what I've been talking about for a long time and what I've been writing about, right? The power is inside of you. And if you realize that, then you can overcome anything because they can't stop you from how big you want that want to make that power right mm -hmm. once you realize you have the power right inside of you right and and once you realize that that god put all this energy right here in this body and you have these two hands and these two legs and, and you might have i don't have two good eyes but but you might have two good eyes right and if you do there's so much you can do in this world to help yourself and your neighbors and your community and your country and your world right and i just think it's time that we start helping and helping and helping and stop hurting and hurting and hurting stop stealing and stealing and murdering and robbing and raping right everybody everybody needs to pull their heads out and start doing for their fellow man and helping each other the golden rule mm -hmm. It, it, it's really not hard. Like, you guys, I went through a lot of really bad stuff in my life. I was hurt really bad physically, emotionally, and mentally, right? And, and I learned to turn the other cheek. And I learned to turn that pain into something better, right? I learned to turn that, that pain into energy that I would then use to go do something to make my world a better place. Like for years, I volunteered. Before I got married, I volunteered and I volunteered a lot. I don't want to brag, just read my books um, because I talk about it in my books. But guys, during those years while I was volunteering, in my brain and my heart, I was developing skills. And, and you know what I mean? And skills and and mm -hmm. not only skills, but mental like I was, I was making connections in my brain, right? That, that later on helped me overcome a lot because when I was volunteering, 
because I volunteered, I did a lot. Like I worked at the food bank and I worked at the homeless shelter. I worked at the adult learning center. There, there's a ton of places I worked. I, I wrote them all down in the book I'm about to publish, right? Because I want my viewers to see how they too can, can help give themselves more of a, a rounder worldview and a rounder personal view, right? Because mm -hmm. once you do these things and you're out there helping people in any way you can, then it becomes easier to see ways to help people, right? And the more you help people, the more your brain and your heart, like like your your brain starts to build new circuitry, right? And, and your heart starts to starts to build new cells and stuff, right? And, right? and in these new cells and these new circuits are great ideas and great powers and stuff that will, ability, will give you the ability to do great things in your life. And that's really the, the ultimate point of the writing I'm doing these days is just trying to help my viewers understand that that you have the power inside of yourself to literally move the mountains in your own life, mm -hmm. right? By changing your perspective and realizing how to connect with that power that God gives you. <laughs> right? And he gave you this body, maybe very strong right now, but you can make it stronger. And if you are strong, then get there and go to work and help somebody. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is this is how I started and recovered and overcame everything. And so this is the message I'm trying to share with you guys, okay? Is see what you can do for others. And by volunteering your time, you'll start recovering and and becoming a whole new person, a whole new creature, right? That's what God says in the Bible. Like I became a new creature in Christ when I when I went through my immersion baptism, right? And 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 I truly I truly have been becoming a new creature all these years, right? And yeah. and I can see it so clearly now. But but it's not just and when it, when I say becoming a new creature, it's the changes that have been happening in my brain and in my heart. And you know the changes that have been happening in my brain. Not only have they been helping me in every area of life, but my brain has also been getting healed through it all. And I mm -hmm. have proof of it because my doctor, I've talked about this on a lot of shows lately. My doctor has been running tests on my brain all summer. And when he did the EEG on my brain in early July, he put 27 electrodes on my brain and he measured all of the electricity, the electrical currents in my brain. And he couldn't find any default or defects anywhere in the currents. He said, everything is perfect. He was shocked. And I have to tell you, I was too. I knew, I knew um, I've been thinking a lot more clearly um, and that um, my mind is opening up a lot more, but I had no idea that my brain had healed to that degree. And so now, like I've been talking about here lately, I'm making preparations to go in and um, take the next steps here to get my brain healed and get my life back. And then I'm planning on going to college probably just online though because i'm so i write right i work from home so i mm -hmm. plan on i'll probably start doing some classes online at first um, but i want to learn so much right like i've always read all the audiobooks i can right but that's been so limiting once i get my vision back like the world will literally be my oyster and i plan on spending every day of the rest of my life educating my brain and my heart and, and making my spirit and soul stronger so Yep. Um, I have a comment here. Um, What's your comment? So, well, I guess it's a comment and a question. Um, 
I've been um so I've been I found a um um under my insurance I found a um um I guess a um uh, neurologist that can um help me um diagnose my uh TBI mm-hmm. uh but the uh, and they they take my insurance but now I'm waiting for for them to call me and that hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet um so now i'm just waiting for them to call me it, you know it's been like two weeks since that uh, mm-hmm. occurred and i'm not sure what you know what what's taken too long um so i don't know why that is um but the thing is um um is there anything that i can do in this process um um so so tamer listen my insurance mm-hmm. i just found out at the end of august that my insurance hasn't been paying my neurologist all summer and so my neurologist front desk was really cross and rude with me a few weeks ago and i was beside myself because it made me very angry when i found out my insurance company hadn't been paying my doctor and i fully intended to take care of it but my doctor's, like the front desk of my doctor's office was being totally uncooperative with me when I was trying to tell them, hey, I'm just trying to get some information. Can you help me figure out how to get some information, right? Okay. And so, but over, like it took like two weeks, right? But I was eventually able to get a hold of the billing lady with my doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And listen, here's the arrangement I made with her, Tamar. Like, like because my insurance company keeps refusing to pay the bills. I told them, I said, I said I'm just going to start paying out of pocket. And my mm-hmm. doctor's office is charging me out-of-pocket rates. Now, see, years ago when this happened to me, I lost my insurance coverage when I was 12 years old. And so t- for the time I was 12 until I was 24 when I got married, I didn't have insurance coverage. And so I paid out-of-pocket all those years. And so if you pay out-of-pocket, you talk. if you talk to your doctors, they will give you a lower rate than what they're charging your insurance company because they actually jack the rates up a lot because of all the crap the insurance companies make them go through. But okay. because you are because you are their patient, they will give you a lower rate. And here's something, what you do then, once you get that lower rate from your doctor, then mm-hmm. you can even go to your church and say, hey, I have this procedure that I would like to have done, but I can't afford to pay the bill, but here's this Mm-hmm. when i've negotiated with my doctor and a lot of times you can get your church to do fundraisers for you or the mm-hmm. lions club like when i was a kid in montana montana was it was a very poor area where i was growing up and the lions club in haver and in great falls they mm-hmm. would do fundraisers for for kids like i was probably i was the only blind kid that i ever knew about but I remember the Lions club was in touch with my mom and they offered her lots of services right nice and, and 
and they and they they offer to do fundraisers and stuff and you know my grandma i think i think the shriners in great falls which is kind of like the lions club i think the shriners did do fundraisers and stuff for me because i remember my grandma was friends with a lot of the shriners and this all like Mm -hmm. this happened to me in great falls right where the shriners were and 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 so like i remember when i was 12 years old and i was in that coma and 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 i was like barely i started to come out of the coma and like like I, I couldn't talk and I couldn't yeah. think and I couldn't go to the bathroom. I was like still really vegetative, right? Like mm-hmm. the Shriners came to the hospital to see me. And I don't remember the Shriners so much, but I do to this day remember, I remember the foil helium balloon that they tied to my bed and I would swing my arm up to hit that foil balloon and I could hear, mm-hmm. you know, the foil and I could kind of see the flash of light shining off of that foil sometimes too, right? Mm-hmm. And but but my vision back then because it was right after the accident my vision was so so sporadic right mm-hmm. um but but like the shriners are a lot like the lions club the shriners and the lions club and a lot of other fine organizations here in the united states they do fundraisers for kids in need kids who need glasses yeah. kids kids who need surgeries kids who right. need um lo- lots of things right yep. and so and and growing up in a rural community like we there were lots of poor people around so a lot of times the community would pull together so this is just something i want to remind americans of like we're americans we all pull together right Mm -hmm. so if you're in need reach out to your pastor or your community or or some part of your community world right like there if you're a human being there's people around right there's social services there's yep. the, the churches, there's there's schools. Like I know a lot of schools have a lot of programs to help families in need as well, right? Yep. Um, and the food banks, um, Senior Citizen Center would have information for how, how to get help for seniors, you know? So there's just so many resources out there that a lot of people never think about. And so I just kind of want to get people thinking about these things because sure. that's really how I started succeeding is I literally had to sit down and think about, okay, so I lost all of this stuff. But what do I still have? What assets do I still have that I can use to make myself better? And I figured it out, you guys. And you all can as well. Yep. We all will. There are resources. Yep. 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 And Tamara mm-hmm. and I, I mean, we're blind. Like, you may not be blind, but you can imagine, I'm sure, what we've been through, right? Life as blind people is not easy. Mm-hmm. We, we figure out how to how to figure out stuff we figure out how to figure out right like we're problem solvers i have amazing amazing problem solving skills right? multitasking and, oh yes exactly mm-hmm. multitasking and problem solving skills and if you read if you read metamorphosis metamorphosis you'll learn that because in gretch the wretch um one of the stories i share in there is how gretchen stone gets lost mm-hmm. in this big hotel right yeah and and she uses her problem solving skills to get herself unlost, but after panicking, right? When she yep. first realizes she's lost, she starts to panic. And so then she figures out how to get a grip on herself. And it just talks about, I guess, kind of having mind over matter or having control mm-hmm. over over your emotions, right? So that you can still survive. Yep. Um, and as blind people, I think we're able to do that already because we have to do that because once you lose a sense, once you lose one of your major senses, your other senses just automatically take over. You start doing things differently and in alternative ways. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I'm kind of I'm kind of pushing for some of you to discover that blind people are 
the next answer to I don't know uh, world world uh, I don't know the world's problems. <laughs> maybe we need blind spies, or maybe we need blind politicians, or maybe we need blind maybe we need blind juries, right? Or maybe we need blind judges, or maybe we need you know what I mean. I'm just trying to point out to people that blind people have a lot of value and a lot mm -hmm. of skills, and a lot of skills that are, are really going to be valuable in this new world. Yeah. Especially our ability to think virtually, right? Mm -hmm. Because because we can't see a lot of our thinking is already virtual. And this virtual world that we're all living in now um, is you know kind of hard for some people to get used to. But when you've been living virtually for so long already, I think it's a little bit easier. It's all about those uh, non-visual skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I, I just think a lot of times I forget to look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so in the beginning, before the quarantine hit, when Gino and I were doing live videos all the time, and he was coming over to my house like five days a week, guys, we were working full time shooting videos, right? Like he would set up these videos, or he'd set up these cameras and these lights, and I'd get all beautiful, and I'd pose. <laughs> and, and then he'd tap the camera and he'd say, look over here, because I'd be facing off in the wrong direction or something, right? So um, it's just something that, do you know what I've learned is to use, you know, sound clues and stuff, right? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is just like one of the things you learn when you're a blind person is how to compensate, how to overcome, how to you know, yeah. make stuff accessible. And it's really, a, it's, it's really a fun experience once you learn how to do it because mm -hmm. it's quite empowering every single day having these little victories. You know, in the beginning, life was so hard for me as a blind person. And, and I, I hated life. And I always asked God, I said, God, please, please give me back a, a successful life where I can at least rest and feel good, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't until I joined the NFB and got to start using the long white cane and embraced my non-visual skills and all that, that like stuff really started coming together for me. Yep. Yep. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't yet checked out Metamorphosis, please go check it out. I'm about to be I'm about to send my manuscript to my editor for the next book, which is the sequel to Metamorphosis. So I hope you guys are reading Metamorphosis so you'll be ready for still busy mm -hmm. hearing. Awesome. But so Tamara, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the show today? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Um, okay. Yeah. Was, okay. Well, it was a fun show. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Tamara, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank of you course. for sharing. Thank you for sharing your experiences on September 11th, 2001 as a seven year old boy in Palestine. That was so, oh, yes. so interesting. Yep, of course. Okay. Have a great day, my friend. Yeah, you too. And, and thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Please go up to Becca's World and check out my books and our Becca's World memorabilia. We've got hats, coffee mugs, T-shirts. I think we've got bumper stickers, all kinds of cool stuff up there. And then there's my three books and my most recent book, Metamorphosis. Please, guys, go read it. I can't tell you. Like I, when, when, we, when Gino and I discussed what prices to set for Metamorphosis, I set the prices low because I want people to read it. Like, I, I, like I've been saying, I don't want to get rich off my writing. I want people to read my writing. And, and so I'm begging you as the author, if you haven't yet, go check out the, the ebook of Metamorphosis. It's, it's, like, like, it's awesome. 
Go yeah. read it. Yep. Yeah, like the ebook is like $3.99 or something, right? Yep. And, yep. Or there's or you can get it in print from Amazon or you can get the Audible version. And Linda Nelson read the Audible. And oh my gosh, Linda is such a great well, reader. It's it's an awesome, awesome book. Go check it out. Yeah. So I just, guys, please go read that because like I said, I'm about to release the sequel and the sequel is going to be even better. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, if you, please um, be sure to share this video with your friends and please like and hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Yep. That's a wrap, y'all. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Take Becky care. Gold. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like.